Hey, Cheryl, look at us making time before the holidays. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Notice anything different? You got your hair done. <laughs> you got your hair done. Yeah. It's, it's red. It's super red. I It is. I thought it was going to be orangier. It's kind of purpley. I may have to change it to orangier, not purplier. But anyway, important yeah. things well, unfortunately, happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not in the same room together. We're just talking over Zoom. So through, you know, on my screen, it does not look purple. Oh, or orange. It looks, yeah, it looks reddish. Yeah. Purple's just a color I can't abide by. I know, like some people love purple. Where are you at on purple? In terms of hair? No. Purple in general. <laughs> in general. <laughs> it's not one of my favorite colors. Yeah. But I'm more like, you know, earth tones are like my entire wardrobe is black and gray. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't. There's I not mean, a lot of purple in my life. I know there's some people listening who are just going to be annoyed by this. So I'm sorry because it's totally subjective. I I recognize this is just my opinion, but I just don't do purple. However, I do really like like pale mauve. You know, like kind of those smoky, yeah. very light purpley colors. Anyway, it's totally subjective. No matter what, I just don't want my hair purple. So that's kind of stressing me out. But, um. I needed a change. I was desperate for a change. So here it is. Well, we've jumped into this like we're just doing announcements, but I'm here for the whole episode today. You are. Episode 252, how to how to wrap it up at the end of the year. What do you do to put a bow on your year? What are the habitual things you do? What are the traditional things you do? What are the things you should do to make sure you end the year feeling good and feeling strong? And so that is the conversation we're about to have. But are there any additional announcements before we jump into that? Yeah, we'll get that out of the way. Of course, we've we're all looking forward to our retreat in April. That cannot come quickly enough. It's right. been way too long. I'm I'm counting the days. I'm actually marking days off on my calendar. I actually have my pajamas picked out for the retreat. That's how excited I am. Are they your business of design pajamas? Yes, but a different top. <laughs> okay. I'm such a loser. My life is insane. Anyway, yes, because I, the bottoms are so comfortable. I love them. The top is too, but I, I want to, it's a t-shirt that I found that's really fun. Yeah, well, okay, so the details for the retreat um, is coming up April 28th to May 1st, 2022, and we're going to Santa Monica. Pricing registration, everything is on the website. And an even more important date Tomorrow, December 15th is the last day to get in on early registration. So you're going to save $300 and only need to put down uh, 50% in order to register with us. And then prices go up the next day. Well, the price doesn't go up. The savings, the savings goes away. But of course, our members are always going to save on all of our events and products at Business of Design and members are going to save an additional $500. So please head to the website. Uh, all the details are there. Registration is open. And of course, you can reach out to me by email or give me a call if you have any additional questions. I'm so looking forward to that. And uh, I am in January, I'll be visiting several homes to choose which private homes we're going to have exclusive access to. And that's always for me. Anyway, it's one of the highlights. The biggest highlight is just the kind of spontaneous conversation that happens and the really vulnerable, authentic sharing that happens, which 
we know for sure is transformative. In fact, one of our boss members, Anna, who's coming to the retreat, describes a moment two years ago at the last retreat she was at, the last retreat any of us were at, uh, where it was just a simple throwaway line. She was having a conversation with Kathy, talking about her rates, and Kathy just gave her like a little conversation and gave her some advice on where she thinks her rates should be. She went home and did that, and her whole everything changed. Everything that just was a snowball effect or a domino effect. So uh, that those are the most important things that happen at those retreats, those spontaneous conversations, I think. I know. And when we're together that long, we can only plan so much. I mean, there were so many of those moments that happen outside of our itinerary um, that really, you know, end up meaning the most at the end of the day. They do indeed. Okay, so we are going to thank you, by the way, for the announcements. And thank you for a great year. You guys, you just, if you only knew what Cheryl means to us at Business of Design, it's her company as much as as mine, as much as yours. And uh, boy, does she ever have your back every day of the year. So thank you so much for everything you do. I say that all the time. I talk about business of design as though it's it's though it's mine. It is. What are you talking about? It totally is. Yeah. Um, it's our baby. You just have custody. <laughs> I'm looking for shared custody, Cheryl. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to put a bow on the end on the year. Like, what are those things that you do uh, traditionally, annually that make you feel like, okay, year is done, I'm ready to move on. And I, I'm going to kick things off by saying one of the best things I ever did was I moved my year end, my fiscal year end from December 31st to August 30th. That made such a huge deal because it meant that the financial people, the accountants, the bookkeeper, everybody had time to reconcile everything, figure out taxes, figure out everything I needed to know so that by October, November, I know exactly how I did in the past year. So that was a huge component at the end of every year. I felt like I don't actually know how the year went. I don't feel like I wrapped the year up because my end of year is today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do would you treat your year end differently at the end of the calendar year versus do you do anything business wise at the end of a calendar year since it's not your fiscal year end for the actual business? Well, yeah, because now that I'm not I don't have to worry about the fiscal side of things. And, and I should say we should talk a little bit about the fiscal side of things. But now that I don't have to worry about that, I can be much more focused on how am I with my client relationships? What is the thing I'm going to do to say thank you for this year and update the clients on the status and health of everybody who works at KSDG? And this year, I'm so excited. I, I feel every year I try really hard to come up with a gift that's meaningful for my clients and for my best clients and uh, well, for all my clients. But this year, I'm so excited. Did I tell you what I'm doing? I don't know, actually. No. Oh, my gosh. So there's a, a chef in Toronto, Chef Maddie Goldberg. She's from Aloe and Alouette, which are crazy 
fabulous, um, well-known restaurants. In fact, Aloe, you can't, you couldn't get a reservation pre-COVID for like a year and a half. It was crazy. Anyway, oh, wow. Maddie's on her own now, and uh, Chef Maddie, and I hired her to do private, exclusive dinner events for my best clients. So one of them has a family, like, you know, uh, immediate family plus spouses of 14. So they're getting a private dinner for 14 people. I mean, like, who wouldn't be so excited about that? That's amazing. And to like, you know, especially when they're design clients getting to have that experience in their own home is really unique. Yeah. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. So I'm excited. So you guys give us your good ideas too, because every year I like to do something different, but I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm doing that for four clients. And then a couple of my other clients are a little bit smaller. I haven't quite figured it out, but I do like to do something like, I don't want to just give them a throw. I've done that, you know, in the past, I've given them a wool throw or something, but I I like to do something a little bit more special. Well, and also in your, um, your, you know, your holiday card or an email, don't you also share information about your design team that they've gotten to know so well and sort of how working with those clients has contributed to, um, you know, what your staff has been through in that year? Exactly. Yeah. We'll talk about, you know, who's pregnant, who's had a baby. And by the way, I, I just spoke to somebody we know who's pregnant. Like, I'm just so excited to see her on the 16th. Um, so, yeah, everybody will hear about, you know, like, they just want to know that they're contributing to something wonderful. So so in terms of wrapping up the year, and for sure you want to take a look at those client relationships. How How is everybody? How are we feeling? And then on the other side of the equation are the trade relationships and the vendors. What am I going to do to say thank you, to, um, you know, to remember them in a meaningful full way. Oh, that's a good point. What kind of gifts do you give to your trades or suppliers as well? Right. I find them to be more difficult and I'm a little bit lazy in that department. I frequently will go to the LCBO, which is the Liquor Control Board, um, and I will give them a great big gift certificate from the LCBO because there's some, you know, it's so beautiful there. Even if you don't drink alcohol, there's something for everybody there. So usually that's what I do for the trades. Because, and there's a lot of them, right? Like we find like we ha- if we have a couple, we have a couple GCs, but they have like nine guys who work for them. So I just get them to give me a list of all the guys and everybody gets a gift card. And um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit more lazy in that department. Maybe people have more creative ideas. But you know, it's also a time to do year end reviews and bonuses with staff. And you know, the sooner, the more that becomes ritualized, and and it becomes an annual event, the easier I have found anyway, it is to fulfill on those things. Now, I I've worked for myself forever, because who would hire me? Nobody. But um, (laughs) I don't know how you feel about uh, performance reviews. Like, well, how does that feel when you're an employee and you're are you looking forward to it? Do you not like it? Um, well, I can't say anything unexpected ever comes up during that because we do, I mean, you know, with our team meetings, we meet every single week. Um, if there's a problem, you're not going to wait till year end to notify me about that. Like we sort of have those conversations throughout the year. So previously, I'm sure uh, if you're a new employee, um, things like that, you may not be aware about how you're doing. So it is really important to to have those conversations at this point, you know, 14 years in, um, you know, it, it's not, nothing's going to come up that's unexpected during those reviews, but it is, I mean, we take that same time to discuss, you know, job descriptions because things will change throughout the year, that sort of things, roles and responsibilities. We may have br- 
brought on new contractors, things like that. But we also uh, set goals as a team versus being told what those goals are. Yeah, that's true. I'm more worried about my performance review from you guys now because we've been together so long. <laughs> Every once in a while, one of you guys has to go, hey, like, we're not happy about this. We need to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> we are not starting that new company next year. Right. I know. When does that moratorium lift, by the way? Is it forever? Talk to me again in five years. We're, <laughs> we're, we're doing good with the companies we have, right? You know, you got you to gotta stay focused. Yeah, it's so true. It's, I, so it's true. only so many, so many hours in a day. Oh, boy. Amen. That's the truth. I know. Especially this time of year. One of the other questions um, we get is mostly, not necessarily from new business of design members, but those who suddenly have their systems in place and feel like they can take time off over the holidays. How do you manage that? Uh, assuming that you've got multiple projects at multiple different stages and you want to say take two weeks off over the holidays you want to give your staff that time off or take that time off yourself how do you wrap up individual projects at the end of a year to account for that time they're, they're not done yet you're picking up in the new year but to allow for that time off well, you know better than anyone that if you want to have time off at the end of the year, you got to start thinking about that in June, right? It's like, we, you can't like keep running head in the sand, blindfold on whatever metaphor you want to use and suddenly go, I need two weeks off in December, because it's well past the time when you could make that happen peacefully and gracefully. So you mentioned um, at the end of the year, setting goals and setting intentions, that's a really important one to put right out there. How am I going to handle the end of the year? And you know something that we've learned, and Cheryl's heard this a million times, but we've learned that we promise nothing during the month of December. Nothing can get got, get done during the month of December. And so if we're close to a client deadline and we think like the installation could happen in December, we say it's happening next year because we know the holidays make everyone squirrely. And now with delays, oh my gosh, it's just, it's a non-starter. Having said that, we're crazy busy this month, much more busier than we've been in the past because of delays, because something we thought was going to be here in October is now only landing today and we want to get it done before the end of the year. So this is an unusual year. But anyway, the time to start thinking about when you want to take time off is December. And then there were so many good points in your question. It wasn't just about how you're going to take time off. Well, and I think for so many, um, you know, if you're new to systems, it's it doesn't even occur to you that you can do it. But whether you're just on your own or you have staff, I mean, especially if you have staff, you want to be able to give them that time off as well. So how do you, assuming you've got projects in all different stages, how do you notify your clients about that? When do you notify your clients about that? Um, and even, even your trades. I mean, I'm sure both trades want to take time off as well, but clients probably also don't want trades and, and people working in their home over that time as well. Yeah, that's a really accurate um, assessment for sure. So we start wrapping projects up for the year in November and letting clients know between now and the end of the year, this is these are the couple of things we're going to get done. So we're going to do a big clean now. We're going to make the space usable now and we'll see you in January. And and for most clients, even the ones that sometimes say, well, we don't care, you can work right through the holidays. 
we know what that what will happen. They will end up getting frustrated and annoyed. There's noise, there's mess, whatever. Um, so we just have to constantly set those expectations. And I start letting them know like October, November, what the end of the year is going to look like and how we're going to be back in January and, and what that's going to look like. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just such a good, that's such a good thing to be thinking about, you know, early, think about that early as you're planning, as you're, as you're, you know, you're the owner and you're saying, when, when are my step, you know, fives happening? When is step six happening? And I've got all those orders going on. And then when are those deliverables and watch out for December, just just block it off as if it doesn't exist. And you know, another thing I was thinking of, one thing that used to stress me out so much, we were flat out as busy as we could be working on 100 projects in December. And invariably, somebody would come up, somebody who worked for us. And we had a much bigger team back then, like we had 13 people in the office at one point would come up and say when are we off for the holidays and I go I don't I don't know you know oh my god I'm so busy why don't you just like oh I don't know you know and how annoying that must have been for people who are asking me a legitimate question they want to go home they've got family they've got things they want to do what a miracle it was when I soon finally said you need a holiday policy and it's going to be the same policy every year and when people ask that question you say go to the operations manual and look it up there it is right there. So that was one of the best things I could ever do. Get those systems in place for every single thing that people ask you. And you'll just be so much happier. And then you can take some time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was for the, I mean, in terms of the holiday policy, you did that for all holidays, not just the the Christmas season, because um, when we were all in office and employees during the summer, all of the long weekends and everything you also extended for us and gave us like, if it was the Monday was the stat, we'd also have the Friday off. And we did those long weekends as our summer hours. And we knew that in advance. So it was really great when you know, you've got that extra time to be able to plan. So whether you have staff or you're on your own in terms of yes, shutting down client work, but do you still take phone calls or emails or is that an out of office reply? Like, are you I, I obviously, if you're giving your staff that time off, they would have out of office replies. They wouldn't be replying to emails. Is there anything that you stay on top of during that time, or is it like we are done completely off the clock until the new year? Yeah. If once I let the clients know this is the last day you're going to see me until next year, it's going to be quiet. We're going to be enjoying the holidays with our families. They respect that. That's usually not a problem. And we don't get a lot of, you know, I assume it would be better to ask. We don't get a lot of inquiries, you know, between Christmas and New Year's about design consultations and whatever. I assume I soon kind of manages that stuff on her at, you know, whatever works for her. Um, but it's a good point. You do it's you do from time to time need a break where you literally there's no chance you're doing anything. And that's one of the hardest things to do as a small business owner because you think, you know, you think you couldn't possibly take that time off. You can. You just have to state it. You have to make the boundary and then you have to protect the boundary. What do you do at what do we do at business of design? Because we, you know, obviously over the holidays, I assume a lot of members are learning. They're watching videos because they have the extra time. Yeah, you know what? Uh, December has always been an extremely busy month. January as well. Um, but I find, and maybe it's part of goal setting and that wrapping up a way to wrap up um, for the new year. So many members, you know, sort of give themselves the gift of, of membership. Um, we do sort of get a spike in new members because that is part of their goals for the new year, right? Streamlining profitability, 
all those things. And if they are taking time off over the holidays, so many do take that as time to work on their business because they don't have the distraction of client projects. You know, it's, it really is hard to understandably justify time working on your business when you have work sitting next to you that's billable time. Right. It's, it's really hard. So if, if you've shut down a lot of, you know, that is, it's your personal time to do that. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what, since we've, since we've moved online, December has always been a really busy time. So, um, you know, over the actual holidays, I do um, take time off, but I do stay on top of, um, you know, I, any of our members know that it's very rare that you're not getting a reply from me within a few hours. And obviously over the holidays, that response time will get a little slower. I I decrease my hours for sure, but it's a busy time for members and I want to make sure that we're there to support them. Um, But other client work that doesn't need to be, you know, done, I do, you know, I don't take on any new projects during December. Um, I know my kids are going to be off for a couple of weeks. So anyone new that I'm going to be working with, that'll get started in the new year. My favorite thing in the holidays is we'll get inquiries from a designer's spouse or partner who wants to give them the gift of membership. Those, I love them. They're always super awkward and cute. You know what I mean? Like, it's so adorable. Like, oh, my girlfriend's a designer. And I think this will be good for her. And they'll always tell us a little bit about the designer. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. You know, what? we really do pay very close attention to like, you know, everyone who subscribes to our newsletter signs up for membership. And we'll definitely get, you know, usually in December, we'll get um, somebody who registers and like based on their email address or some information, they're clearly not in our industry. It's like a law firm or something like that. And we'll reach out and, you know, just to see what's going on there. And it turns out it's a gift for a, for their uh, wife or partner or whoever it is. So um, we definitely do get gifts around the holiday. So make sure it's on your wish list, I guess. Yeah. We are fussy about who joins because we have rejected, we have refunded people. We're like, this is, we don't know who this person is. They're not answering our emails. They don't appear to be a designer. No, go away. We don't know who you are. We don't want you in the community. So anyway, yeah, we are, we are fussy that way. But I'll tell you what, we, a friend of mine just signed up for this thing called good food. It's like they cut all the food up and they give you a recipe. Anyway, sounded amazing. She goes, I'm going to give you three free meals. So in order to get your three free meals, you have to give them, you have to have an account, you have to give them a credit card and everything. So I thought I'm going to try it. Anyway, the first meal I was supposed to, I ordered my three meals. I was supposed to have it on Monday night. The food doesn't arrive on Monday. So it's like eight o'clock at night. We're like, okay, we're kind of hungry. We got to come up with something else. It arrives the next morning when we're not there. So the food is sitting out in front of our door for an entire day. So I think I don't want this. I'm going to go cancel it because when you sign up automatically, it renews the next week for the actual amount of money. There is no cancel button anywhere on the website. And I mean, anywhere I looked everywhere, you cannot cancel your membership on the website. So then I started googling it. And sure enough, tons of people are like, this is so evil. They make it so hard for you to cancel. And then you call somebody, you email people, they never get back to you. People described phoning the company and the company says, yes, we'll cancel it. But they didn't like it's so evil. So anyway, I subscription based that should be that should be legislated. You should have such an easy, <laughs> right? Like it's so easy to unsubscribe at Business of Design. It's so obvious it is, where yeah. it is. Click this button, unsubscribe anytime yeah. you want. We understand. Uh, yeah. That Account, is so easy. membership, cancel button. Right? <laughs> 
Evil, evil, evil. Anyway, we're not those people, but we are. Yeah. We do curate that, and, and yeah. we don't want you to unsubscribe. No, or, we or don't. Cancel. Stay with us. Stay with us. <laughs> right, but you um, know, sometimes people say, yeah. "I need six months. I want to take a break. I've, yes. I'm implementing a lot. I need to pay, take a break." No problem. Yeah. Hit pause. We totally understand, and we get a ton of people who come back. You know, we've had yeah. members who have unsubscribed and resubscribed six, seven times just because life at a certain point, they're ready for more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think some people just how you work, if you have access to something, the need to, and I mean, with membership, you've got like over a hundred hours of video learning. So if you have access to it, you're kind of compelled to continue watching. So I I find that just accountability wise, because I've talked to a few members about that, they literally need to take a break from membership in order to implement. Yes. Because I noticed that I'm just like, it's so weird that you'll be like member for two months, gone for two months and back and forth, which I never understood. But how after having the conversation, that seems to be why if you've got access to the videos, you feel like you need to power through them. Yeah. And that's not how we would recommend doing it. Like we one video a week or even every couple months and then you implement. So they kind of need to take the step back in order to, in order to implement. But, um, I do still have one more question left. Go for it. So I know that you had already touched on uh, your fiscal year and how that ends at the end of August, not the end of the calendar year. So when do you set goals, calendar or fiscal year? If you do both, what is the difference between the goals you set at those different times? Ooh, good question. I always set my fiscal goals when I meet with my my accountant in October, November. So it just happened. I always say, this is the plan for next year. I mean, it's so fast. I know this is what I, this is the volume I want. This is the amount of projects I want. Like, but do, 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 done. That is still after your fiscal year. So that's at the beginning of your new fiscal year, not at the end of your previous one. Correct. Yeah. Okay. As soon as one wraps up, I set the goal for the next one and we're already in it, as you say. Yes. We're already, we're already yeah. in it. So, uh, so that happens. But you know, honestly, we we have we have in the past, like June and July, done big like goal setting things for the end of the year, so we're ready to go in January. You know what I find? We're so we're so aware of our needs now. I don't you find we just set goals as we need them? Yeah, I, I do that too. Like I'm not one for New Year's resolutions, that sort of thing. I don't do year end because then you're doing it because of a deadline, not because it's what you actually need to work towards at that same time. So um, I usually find for me, uh, which kind of lines up with your fiscal year, that the summer seems to be like taking time off, kids, all that kind of stuff. And September actually feels like a bit of a renewal time for me. Kids are gone. I can sort of refocus on um, work because I do tend to decrease hours slightly over the summer months um, here. But that seems to be for me when I would set new goals and everything. I've never been one to do it at the end of a, a calendar year. Yeah, it's too it's too forced. Plus, if you're setting those goals, I always want to be ready for January. But September is another time when I want to be ready. That's true. So I guess the bottom line is if you're not in the habit of setting those goals, you need to set a time to set the goals to, until you get in the habit. And now I'm so attuned to that habit. It's not a problem. Um, well, and I think one of the other things, um, doing it based on your fiscal year versus year end is, um, you know, obviously talking more professional versus any personal goals that's completely separate, but setting goals when you're doing it with your accountant or financial team, you're accountable to somebody else. You're not just setting the goals. Here's what I want to do when you align it 
with other things happening in your business, like your fiscal year, you're having those conversations with somebody who can hold you accountable and not just like you've said it out loud. So now that person's going to check in with you. It's they're going to give you a report a year from, or not a year from now, a month from now, two months from now, letting you know your progress towards that goal. Because I think for a lot of people, um, you're not necessarily setting only an annual goal, but I think quarterly is something we talk more and more about because a year from now is so far away and things fluctuate with projects. They're in different phases, but doing things quarterly, it seems like a manageable time that drives you to get things done quicker. You know, if you've got an entire year to do it, you're not really rushed to get started in January. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, in addition to fiscal goals, of course, you want to think about getting published, marketing, um, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. And um, like one of the best goals I ever made for myself is I only want to take projects we're going to be able to photograph because we all know that, you know, you get a new project, you're like, she's going to keep so many of her old things, and she's not going to do all the things I want her to do. So I'm not going to ever be able to photograph this space. So I just thought don't I don't want to waste time with those projects, because I don't want to do 100 projects a year, I want to do a really manageable, like six to 10. Um, and in fact, the bigger the projects get the smaller, like, you know, six, seven projects um, seems to be kind of a sweet spot if they're all like ideal clients. That's oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, the bottom line is you want to put yourself in the best headspace so you can go into the holidays and feel great and be renewed and refreshed and ready to go in January. That's what we wish for all of you. Yes. And well, actually, for those members listening, uh, we're going to be having uh, this same conversation, you know, getting into a little more detail tomorrow at our BOD live member meeting. So tomorrow's December 14th. And hopefully we'll see everyone uh, face to face still through zoom, but face to face uh, at one at no, no, it's an evening one 9pm EST Ooh. for the holidays. We thought we'd do it in the evening, you know, drink in hand, do a little cheers, set goals for the new year and hold each other accountable. I love it. I love it. I will see you tomorrow night then. Yes, sounds good. And we hope to to see all of you soon as well. Yes, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.